Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Doug. We've been saying for a while about reading reviews at the top of the show and... We have a few that we got to read. I think at uh, least yeah. two. But we got to get caught up. We do get got to get caught up. And so thank you so much for everyone who's taken time out. And if you have a moment, please go ahead and, and click that five star. And if you write something, Doug will read it on the show at the top of it. So, Doug, take it away. Yeah, and potentially mispronounce your name. So congratulations on that. All right, we're going to read two today. Uh, the first one we're going to read is Could Have Talked for Another Hour. And it's by Christy from Hakuna Moscato Moms. So they were on the other week. If you didn't hear that one, go check it out. But it says, Doug and Derek are not only fun to listen to, but fun to talk to as well. We thoroughly enjoyed our podcast interviewed and sharing our tips on their platform. Their humor and love for Disney is contagious. There you go. We are contagious like a disease, Derek. Like a disease. I like it. Like a disease. All right. Next one is really fun show. By S-A-L-W-A-R-D-2005. Slollard? Very common name. Yeah, I mean, it's like Smith, but not. All right, so uh, Derek and Doug are super entertaining. This podcast is so enjoyable and full of great Disney insider tips. Make sure to add this podcast to your library for a little extra Disney magic. So thank you. Swallard 2005. Thank you so much. If we mispronounce that, sorry, but let us know. That's a, yeah. Send us a message. We love Feel getting free. messages. Interact uh, on Facebook and Twitter. It's good times. All right, Doug, going into today's show, do you remember one of our first episodes, give or take, two and a half years ago? We uh-huh. had the Great Stroller Debate. We did. We debated it, although it wasn't much of a debate. I think we ended up on the same side of the debate because back then we agreed on everything. We did. And uh, and you are now out of the stroller phase where myself, yes. I'm still in the thick of it for at least another five or six years. So now I'm one of those parents that can look at you with your child crying and not like behaving and go like, well, my child would have never done that in Disney world. I'm getting into that stage. Oh, there you go. I'm, well, and I'm, I'm better, still, and I'm better. still that guy that's going to run you over with the stroller. Don't use it as a weapon, Derek. Okay. Don't oh. use it as a weapon. Well, one thing that we always get is what, what do you do with strollers? Do you bring it? Do you rent it? Do you grab one from Disney? And I think I have said it as many times as possible. Just uh-huh. rent one when you go down yes. there. And, Doug, we've said on the show many times that we love Kingdom Strollers. It's uh, We've used yes. three or four times on our last trip. I know you guys have used them as well. And today, we're blessed to have Matt, the owner of Kingdom Strollers, on today's show. He's going to talk. There's a lot of changes going on with Disney and strollers, a lot of things going on. But, uh, Matt, thank you so much for coming on to Rope Drop Radio. Doug, Derek, I appreciate you guys having me on. 
Awesome. Well, welcome aboard, Matt. So let's start off with how you got started in the stroller business. So my wife and I, Angela, um, back in 2010, were looking for a way to supplement some income. And uh, we had a friend that was buying and selling strollers on Craigslist up in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, he was making about $100 a pop off these strollers. So I said, let's try it down here in Orlando. Well, the income difference between D.C. and Orlando was pretty significant. And uh, all of a sudden, I was sitting on a glut of strollers. And when we were at the park one day, I said, what if we rent them to people that come down to Disney? And I uh, did a little research, saw there were about 10 other companies doing it, decided to give it a go. And, um, and here we are today. So we started off with uh, just myself and my wife. And today we have 50 employees in a 16,000 square foot warehouse that we work out of. I like that you saw that there's other competition and yet still jumped in. Most businesses don't do that. They see, oh, it's already a flooded market, but you guys just went on in and went all in and just started doing your thing. Yeah, there was some saturation there already, but um, desperate times call for desperate measures. And I had just lost my job at the moment we decided to start this business. And, uh, and uh, but it all worked out in the end and, and God's been very faithful and, and blessed us and blessed those that, that work with us. Wow. So it started out just you and your wife. Now you're at 50 employees. That's pretty Amazing. That's a lot of HR work right there. And uh, <laughs> a lot of I mean, people to keep track of and yeah. keep happy. Um, so how many strollers do you own? We Right now we have about 2,000, 2,100 strollers, somewhere in that range. That's, I think that we have three, lot. and that's too many for us. We <laughs> still have one hanging in our garage, and I'm not sure why. It's like the very first one we owned. I mean, it is totally Sent- worth Sentimental for you. I just am too lazy to take it down off the wall, I think, is the problem. Wow, that's a lot. Of, I, was, I was not ready for that number, That's yeah, a big number. I was, I'm kind of Holy shocked cow. right now. You have to store them all, too. How- we do, yeah. So we, we've gone through various uh, incarnations of warehouses. When we started out, we were living in a, in a condo, and um, we were cleaning in the kitchen and drying in the living room, and that didn't work out <laughs> for too long because we needed more space, and we got a... 2,500 square foot warehouse and then a 6,000 square foot warehouse. And we've just completed our own um, property. So we purchased property and, and built a 16,500 square foot warehouse. Wow. That's pretty cool. So you got, you got like it down to a science, get a stroller back, clean it up, get it ready to go back out. How long does it take to turn a stroller around to get it back out to another customer? Um, about two days. So we have enough buffer in our inventory so that when an item comes back, it gets cleaned because we take everything apart and wash it. So oh, wow. all the fabric comes off, gets put into big industrial washers, and we wash the fabric, put it back on. It has to dry, and then we prepare it up uh, for the next guest. So on a busy Friday or Saturday, we may be sending out close to 400 strollers. Wow. Okay. So Derek, that's very much unlike when I gave you one of our old strollers and you're finding like Cheerios and Skittles. For the record, I did not eat any of those, but (laughs) there's still probably some still stuck to that stroller too. But that's, that is amazing that you guys clean it. And as a parent, uh, I didn't know that. And we already use you guys. And now I'm like, yeah, that's that nail on the head right there. That's 
you guys going above and beyond cleaning is just that's amazing. So yeah, it's a real process. It's a real process. Glitter is our mortal. Glitter. Oh, oh bibbity bobbity boutiques. Glitter. Oh, glitter. I you can almost tell when you've had somebody in your room before that bibbity boppity boutique. Like it's, it just you can't get rid of like stuff. It's like sand spurs. They just know you could vacuum it to the cows come home and wash it, and it's still just lodged in the fabric there. So. So maybe you just pre-apply glitter to everything so it comes sparkly. That's one way. I don't know how the boys are going to appreciate that. Well, you know, they're at Disney. It's pixie dust. It's magical. How much has the the business overall changed over those years? Like the types of strollers people want to how long they rent? Like what type of big changes have you seen? I think the biggest change is that renting a stroller has become more mainstream. When we started out, it was a very niche market, and it was you know, something that only a few people would do. Most people rented from Disney or brought their own. Now, today, um, I would say it's, it's more of the norm. You know, it's, it's fast passes and advanced dining reservations and stroller reservations. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just, it's just become more of the normal part of the routine of planning your Disney trip. What year did you guys start again? I'm the very end of 2010. Okay. So that's when we started going to Disney, we were a bring your own stroller people because that was 2007, 2008, 2009. So yeah, we, we missed the rent nice stroller thing. We never rented from Disney though. My kids would have been like sitting that hard plastic thing. No, thank you. I think they would have boycotted real quick, right? I think so. I mean, that's why we used to do the Disney rental and switch to Kingdom Strollers. It's more affordable. You get them at your resorts. It's You have them for the Disney Springs if you want them. We loved it. And, yeah, not hard plastic, so my kids can actually nap in your strollers, which are glitter-free and can lay all the way down. So, no, that's... Well, and, and as these resorts get larger and larger, so I, I, I tell guests all the time, you may get off a bus at Art of Animation, but your room is a six-minute walk. Mm-hmm. And at 11.30 at night, the last thing you want is a 45-pound dead weight over your shoulder when mm-hmm. you're already exhausted yourself. 98% of the time, my kids are asleep in the stroller in the resort. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Or at the bus stop or mm-hmm. wherever the case may be. So. You're cool. My, so I asked my wife real quick if she had any questions regarding the the stroller part of the conversation and one question she gets a lot when she's telling people they should rent a stroller is what happens if it's stolen and how often is it stolen everybody's concerned about it getting stolen that's why they don't want to take their own nowadays theft is it happens it's not a major concern of mine it's probably one of the things that i worry about the least um now, if you park your stroller in the designated areas, don't park it. You know, if you if you see a spot where there's no other stroller and you find you think you found a great spot parking spot, it's probably going to get moved back. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, decorating it. You know, we're going to have your names on there and big placards. But if you want to put a colorful ribbon or a balloon or some kind of, you know, additional marker, it just helps people. Because I, I think more than often. Things aren't stolen. They just get taken by another guest who has that exact same stroller and the exact same color and parked four feet from where you did when everybody went into 
Finding Nemo or so. And they come out and they just grab it and walk off. So um, if it does get stolen, you just give us a call. And, uh, you know, we work with the guest to get a replacement out to them. And um, it's usually the next morning, depending on the hour, if we can get something back out to them. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Next next morning. That's pretty good. So one of the things that we've heard a lot about is Disney's changing a lot of the rules with strollers. No more. What are those big? As of this week, the wagons. The wagons. The that's what it is. No more wagons. Which, those yeah. drive me nuts, those wagons. They take those. up a lot of room. Uh, so no more wagons. And then the concern is smaller strollers. So do all your strollers fit the uh, right size? And what have you seen with some of the changes Disney's been making? So initially when the uh, requirement was sent out, we thought all of our strollers were, were clear. We went out and measured and remeasured and um, talked to the manufacturer. And then all of a sudden, one of our strollers that we measured 10 times uh, was going to be a quarter inch too wide. And uh, basically, wheel to wheel was 31, but there are little caps on the end of the axles oh, that shoot out and made it a quarter inch too wide. So we've had we've lost a model, um, and we'll be looking to replace that here probably this summer. Um, but everything else that we have meets those requirements. I know there was a lot of um, talk about the the keen strollers and these stroller wagons, and and I've seen them at the parks and. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're huge tanks, you know, and I think, uh, I think some of the visibility issues are what Disney was concerned about when you're pushing that you're not able to see down in front of where you're pushing. You're just looking at the the canopy instead. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't get the argument that the stroller wagons are for the kids because they're just sitting in an empty wagon space. It doesn't look comfortable at all. Like you, like I see kids sitting on top of coolers inside a wagon that you don't tell me you're taking that for the children because you're taking that because you're throwing a bunch of crap in it. We never got into the Keens wagon uh, offering, um, but those that have Keens, I know are very passionate about it. And I, I can understand their frustration when the stroller meets the sizes that mm-hmm. Disney's requiring. Um, but at the end of the day, it's Disney's call. Yeah. And we just, we just adapt and, and, and move on from there. But like I said, luckily we never got into the Keens the Keen's trend. It is a tank. Yeah, I think that's a good word to describe it. But, well, that's all very interesting. So we had you on to play a game. Or did you have any more stroller-related questions, Derek? I, I did not. I'm already sold. Okay. I just, uh, I, yeah. I love your strollers. And I'm glad to know so. that with, we always have to get the double because we have multiple kids. And so, yeah, if they fit, we're good. That was my one concern for our next trip. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see tomorrow because tomorrow's the first day. Yeah, May first for the um, for the implementation of it, and I'm sure there'll be some teary-eyed guests at the front of the park as they get turned away. So, yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday the thirtieth. So when you're listening to this, tomorrow is three day two days ago. It's just like oh, I can't spoil a different movie. I was gonna say a time. Thing. Nope, nope, nope. It's too soon, Derek. That's our review, our bonus joke. episode last week. Yeah, you oh, can't spoil I can't a movie. Use Ant Man's. And there's no strollers words. at the movie theaters. No, there's not. So let's segue into our game we're gonna play today with Matt. We're gonna play some odds makers. All right, and uh, we're gonna pose a question, and then we will all give the odds of what we think 
said thing will happen. And we'll start with our guests first, and then Derek and I will go, and we'll have witty banter about the odds and uh, maybe play some bets. I don't know. If there's any gambling degenerates out there that want to place money on this, go for it. No, probably not. But anyway, let's start out with a stroller-related odds maker question. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Odds? Strollers are banned from Galaxy's Edge. Matt, what do you think? Zero percent. I, I can't imagine them. I know they're going to want to try to control the crowds, but every other area of parks has stroller parking available. It's going to be a main draw. I just think the congestion um, and the and the overflow in another area would just bottleneck things worse than if they allowed stroller parking in Galaxy's Edge. I think that's a good answer, I Darren. I could see them banning in the early stages. They have that where that smoking area was, because now smoking is going away as well. Along I, that's going to be wagons. that's going to be a huge area for stroller parking for Galaxy's Edge. So I could see a lot of encouraging uh, parking your stroller and then trying to go in to keep, especially in the first couple months, so you don't get as bottlenecked and it, as tight. That there's no percentage in that answer, sir. Uh fifty-fifty. 50-50? Yes. Okay. I I can see... I don't think they have enough room for them outside the gates. Like, definitely not on the Toy Story side, unless they're going to, like, let you park it under Slinky Dog. Um, Grand Avenue has space, but imagine how many people are going to be in there. And that's going to be space used by a queue just to get in, I would imagine. So I don't know where they put them all, but I'm going to put it at 75% chance strollers are not banned. I think there's so 25% okay. chance they are. I could see Disneyland banning them, but not World, because Disneyland's kind of anti-stroller already compared to Disney World. There's just not as many. There's not as good as stroller parking. There's narrower walkways I everywhere. I hit so many more people at Disneyland than I do Disney World. And they look, they give you dirtier looks there, that too. That is true, very true. They're like, why do you have a child at Disney? That's the look you get there. At Disney World, it's the opposite. So, you I, know, if the, if the lines are that long, something like they do at, at the Safari, where you can take the stroller oh, about halfway through... If they're smart. ...and then hand it off. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you have a four- or five-year-old kid or a three-year-old kid... They're not going to want to stand two hours in a line That's and right. you trying to control them the whole time. I so can see that, that. That would make a lot of sense for everybody involved. All right. That was our first question. The second one is also stroller related to continue on a theme here. All right. Odds you have to fold your stroller on the skyline. So percentage chance you think they treat it like a bus. You got to fold it up. 100%. It's going to get folded. There's right. not enough room in those Skyliners to even get it in unfolded, let alone put people in. So it's going to be 100%. Derek? I think there will be strollers on there. I think it's going to be more like the monorail, and you can hurry up mm -hmm. and get the stroller on smaller families trying to get them more moving. So I, I'm going to guess 75% you don't need to tear down your stroller. And I'm as a parent, I am really hoping that's the case. Yeah, so it's... It's level so that wheelchairs and electric vehicles can roll right on. So I'm, I'm thinking they're going to treat it more like a monorail. Um, the space, I think, is bigger than it looks. I've been in a very similar gondola in Colorado. So 
I'm going to say 50-50. I think it depends on the mood the cast members are in when they start doing it. Like, operations is going to tell them one thing. It's probably not going to work. And then slowly but surely, they'll figure it out. So that's why I'm going 50-50. I think all of us could be uh, right on that one. (laughs) But I'm excited about the Skyliner. Don't get me wrong. It looks great. It looks great. Yeah. All right. Odds we see the Villains Party back next summer. Tickets just went on sale for it for this summer. They've tried a Villains Party before. They've tried summer parties before. Matt, do you think we'll see it again next summer? I'm going to go with a 30% on that. I've seen a lot of different parties over the years, Pirate and Princess Party and and other things. Um, We'll have to wait to see how the reaction is. I think it's a little too soon to, to call it, but... I think they might try to come up with uh, something geared towards maybe the 50th, try to build up some excitement for that or um, any kind of new attractions. So, Derek? Uh, it's a tough one because we have no idea how it's doing this that's year. why I'm asking. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go a little bit higher. I'm going to say 65% chance it comes back. People love the villains. Uh, maybe this is something that helps push the crowds a little bit more. I, I don't know. We'll just we'll see how it does. I'm gonna say 65 to be different though. All right, they've had some failed villain parties over yeah, the Hollywood they, the studios. Studios one back kind of what like, Lightning McQueen is. They had that a couple yeah. years ago. And summer, like they just haven't had success with those parties at the Magic Kingdom. But I think they're desperate for more hard ticket events because it makes money. Like yep. it's just bonus revenue. But. So Michelle had one client for this summer that wanted his tickets purchased on opening day. She bought it at midnight when it opened, and nobody else has asked her about it. She sent the thing out to all her her summer clients that, you know, dates line up. Nobody else has been interested. So one person, and it was a single ticket, too. So that's how well they're selling just based off what I see. Um, but that's a real small sample size, and it, it is the sample size. It's not a lot of locals, so it's possible locals are excited about something different in the summer. But also, I don't know that locals are excited about spending more than a one-day ticket for a hard-ticket event either. When you have an AP, why would you go and drop that kind of change on it unless you got to talk about it on your podcast, right? So what's the know. percentage? I know. I was just delaying answering. I'm going to say 25% okay. chance we see it next summer. Whew. Yeah, that was that's probably the hardest one I asked. All right. Odds we see the paper maps become even harder to find at the parks by the end of 2020. I'm going to go 80%. I think um, they'll have them there because not everybody has a phone. Um, but with the proliferation of wi-fi at the parks and and the apps and you know everything tied into the app now uh i think they'll get away from that it's a huge cost for them Mm -hmm. there is a memento factor that people take them with them um but i don't think they're going to have big rolling carts with them out front where people can grab you know unlimited amounts it'll be something you have to ask for grabbing unlimited amounts doug we know something i don't know what you're don't know what you're talking about. Never mind. There. We've never grabbed more never, than one before. Never uh, done it. I would say 30%. I think Matt hit it on the head with the, uh, it's a memento. It's a it's souvenir. Everyone grabs at least one. So maybe they don't have them out, but they will have enough in hand. So if 
everyone in the park that day wants one, they can at least get one. Yeah, I think they've already shrunk the availability quite a bit at the front of the parks, but every place there's a register, you can still get a map and a times guide. I would like to see it gravitate more to like just the times guide around the parks, eliminate the map throughout the parks. Um, I'd say I think there's a well, how exactly did I ask this question? What are the odds we even harder? I'd say it's 90 percent chance we're not really finding large volumes of maps around the park by the end of 2020. I think it's going to be a ask for a map if you want a map. But I believe the Times Guide will still be a thing. Oh, it's got to be. But that, that, still, that's on change, the app, too. Yeah. Those change enough to where, you know, they'll need to keep those printed. But, yeah, yeah, the map, I think the map's days the map's are done. are numbered in, in the large volume that we've seen in the past. All right. All right. So odds we see a new Fox IP in a Disney park by 2021. So this, there's some Fox IP in there. Like we have Avatar, right? That's a Fox IP. Um, so something that's totally new project starting now. That way, 2021 gives it time to happen. What do you think we, what do you think the odds are that it happens that fast? I'm going to say zero. <laughs> I think they're, they're going to be exhausted from the changes at Hollywood Studios and the changes at Epcot and Tron going into Magic Kingdom, I, I don't see anything getting ramped up that quickly for a Fox IP. I'm gonna I'm gonna say ten percent at the chance that they get a walk around character to promote. I don't know what the movie schedule is for 2021, but I could see one of the Fox movies being pushed with just a walk around meet and greet maybe character. You're only going 10% on a meet and greet, huh? Yeah. So I, I'm going the other direction, guys. By 2021, I mean, we got all kinds of IP that that is Fox. Now, we're not going to see Simpsons because it's over at Universal. But I think the look how fast they, they bought Pixar. Every project right after that was Pixar. Doing the same Marvel around the world, everywhere but the United States, because of contracts. So when they own IPs, they want to get them in there. I think we'll see like a stage show or something fairly quickly. Um, and by Disney's definition of fairly quickly, which means you know three years, but uh, I could see something on American Gardens Theater, kind of like the Gardens of the Galaxy show in the summer. Next summer, maybe it's something. Uh, Fox IP related that I don't even know exists. So I'm going Aliens Dance Review. Yes. Ooh. Although Aliens was in the park, but it's not currently. That There's your villains party thing that could be a big draw. Throw some aliens out there. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> right? They're missing the boat if there's no aliens. Well, I mean, high school kids are putting it together as uh, shows now. So might as well get in the parks. There you go. All right. Next one here. And this is uh, not quite our last one, but uh, all right. Odds that the app, My Disney Experience, will work like it should by 2020. I'm going to go 50%. Oh, you know, wow. We've, we've, uh, yeah. we've, we've created an app uh, for our business for scanning strollers. And um, we're always running into trouble. You're always going to have updates from, mm -hmm. from Android or Apple and, and – 
one little piece of code is new and, and all of a sudden apps don't work anymore. Um, I would say 50, 50. It's, it's not a bad app. It's, but just from my experience, every time there's an update, there's some kind of mm-hmm. issue. I'm, I'm going 1%. Because, and that 1% is <laughs> because... me hoping that it works great because I have never been down there with it not messing up something sometime. And the bus thing that they have right now absolutely Why drives me ins- insane. Because, yeah, I would love to know when the next bus... Oh, no, it crashed again. Why so- can't we see the buses on a map? Like, when we call for Uber, I can see where they're at. Why can't I, I see don't... the bus? Wouldn't it be that hard? I don't think so, but uh, what do you think, Doug? Uh, I can't. I will go less than your uh, point five percent. I just want to be lower than Derek. It's like Price is Right. Um, yeah, like you said, they're always doing updates. Apple's going to change stuff. They got to keep up with it, and it's they built it on top of old code instead of starting from fresh. So that's why there's so many things layered on top of layers. And then when there's an update, that's why you get weird errors. It's a mess, and I don't, I don't know if Disney can claw their way back out of it without maybe launching something that starts from the ground up and fresh. That's my opinion. Yeah. All right, last one. This is an important one, Matt. Um, and for anybody listening, give your own odds. You know, let us know what odds you're thinking. And for this question, um, the listeners should be able to hit it right nail on the head, sort of thing. Odds. Derek cries when he enters Galaxy's Edge. Or Doug on this? Oh, I don't cry that much. I know you don't. I might, I might vomit in Galaxy's Edge, but you, you will cry. All right, odds. Derek cries when entering Galaxy's Edge. I'm gonna go with sixty percent, but it's not so much when he enters. I think once you do a couple of experiences there, you got that boyhood dream of being in the Millennium Falcon or, you know, walking around an environment of Star Wars. So I'm going to go with 60%. A little teary-eyed. I'm going to go with 0% when I walk in, but like 95% when I walk out. Oh, and like I can see I the like music and, and, and just like, because when I walk in, I know it's just going to be overwhelmed. Well, I'm going to be in a long line with a million other people. You're going to be too focused. Yes. And uh, taking it all in. Well, and I'll be taking pictures and videos for, for the podcast. So, but yeah, when I leave, that's the kicker. That's the true emotion, mm. Doug. I asked that question wrong, didn't I? You did. I just wanted to say 100% Derek will cry. So I'll, I'll tear up. I'm gonna, it'll, it'll be teary-eyed. Fantasmic I mean, gets find, me every time. I mean, teary-eyed. I mean, if Fantasmic gets you, that they're going to, before the rope drops, they're going to be playing Star Wars music, Derek. I'm gonna they're going to be hyping the crowd. You're going to have I'm gonna be so excited. ready to go. If I have a stroller, I will be mowing people down. Matt from Kingdom Stroller does not recommend empty. doing that, but that is what I do when I have a str- I throw my kids in there, and it's go time. kind of insurance you get on collision with uh, Derek Stroller? And, uh... <laughs> I think you might be crying when you walk out and realize you've spent $648 on an Obi-Wan Kenobi lampshade. And, yep, uh, that would probably be true. Yeah. And a real-life Porg? Oh, wait, that's going to be us because Claire is going to have to have a porg for a pet. All right. Well, that is our game of odds makers. So let us know what your odds are. Derek, any any closing thoughts on the odds makers? Nope. I'm just now excited for Galaxy's Edge, though you get to see it before I do. 
Yeah, we haven't said that yet on the show. I'm going to Disneyland, so uh, that's a last minute random thing that happened. So, yay! I will. I will get to see Boo, the Disneyland not version. Derek. Yeah, I know. I just barely getting taken myself. So, um, yeah, I will probably cry at some point, um, especially if the motion sickness gets to me on the Millennium Falcon ride, and I know I can never go on it again. That's when I will cry. Is if it's not motion sickness friendly all right i think we're ready for the lightning the round. lightning round all right matt this is where we ask our guests questions about your favorite disney or pixar however you need to answer it under the disney umbrella um thing so it's meant to be quick answers we do keep score you could win you could lose you may not i don't know we will judge don't worry there are wrong answers anyway <laughs> let's start out with favorite disney movie mary poppins We've heard Childhood that before. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite Disney character? Donald Duck. Ooh, good com- one. He's completely misunderstood. He is. He is. He is. He, He's he like Daffy. Not... It's a duck thing, I guess. It, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's a little bias, but... Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney villain? I'm going to go with Maximilian from The Black Hole. Wow. That's we the first. Not get... Wow. Let's uh, let's bonus take, points. Take a take a moment to let that sink in there. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Favorite Disney song. It's actually two. So we got Magic Journeys from that 1982 3D film over in Epcot. Okay. And uh, the original Descent music for Spaceship Earth. Oh, I remember wow. that. Theme park music. How about that, Derek? That's, I don't think I we've don't had think people we've had answer theme park music. Theme park music. That's a that's an impressive one. Now, Grant, we haven't had song on there for very long. That's a newer edition. All right, favorite classic. Oh wait, I skipped one. Favorite Disney park. Epcot for sure. I was gonna say after the song choices, if it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. a question, you'll, you'll see the bias come. Plus, up I think I see more strollers at Epcot. Do you? I don't know. That, I don't think by, that's possible. Over by the land, there's so many strollers. That's because you have to abandon your stroller outside. Yeah, you've got it's it's for Nemo Seems, and the land. Yeah. yeah, you're doubling up there. See, you can abandon strollers outside just like Galaxy's Edge gonna make you do. Okay, moving on. Favorite classic attraction. So this this is uh non-existent anymore here in Walt Disney World, but Mr. Toe's Wild Ride. Oh, oh good one. It's it's the only Scariest ride where you go ride. to hell. I, t- I told Alden, we're going to hell. He's like looking at me like, Dad, what are you work Disney World? Uh, or Disneyland, sorry. All right. Favorite modern attraction? Flight of Passage. That is a spectacular, spectacular ride. It's uh, the whole environment of it, the, uh, you know, the interactivity of it, when you feel that banshee breathing between your knees and, and the, uh, the visuals of it. It is my amazing. new favorite. All right, favorite Disney resort. I'm gonna go with Wilderness Lodge. I like a good theme. I like a good uh, outdoorsy theme. A lot of them, Riviera doesn't really. It looks like a hotel. It does. It does. It's, you know, it, I'm yeah. sure it's gonna be upscale, but Wilderness Lodge, you get in there. It's got the wood floor, the fireplace going, mm-hmm. the rocking chairs, little stream. It's it's mm, very well done. Good. You know, I've been to the uh, Old Faithful Inn in Yellowstone, and the similarities are amazing. So they did it. Yeah, it's fantastic. 
I got a follow-up. What resort gets the most stroller rentals? Uh, Art of Animation or Riverside? Hmm. I can see right. that. Yeah. yeah, Riverside's huge. So, Yacht And that's Club. where the smarter people stay. <laughs> Yacht Club gets the least. Oh, I can see, I can that, see that as too. well. I've stayed there and people look at you like, why did you bring your children? And I'm like, because this room was cheaper than the beach club. So it's got, a, got like a retirement community kind of feel. It does. I say that and people look at me weird like, no, it's a Disney hotel. I'm like, eh. yeah, it's in there after eight o'clock. It's silent. Yeah, they're all on the bed. They're all, they're all... Everybody's in bed. Yep. They have their nightcaps. They're asleep. Yeah, I and, and I think the people staying at Art of Animation are more likely to be uh, a little smarter than the people staying at just on average, not everybody for FN people, but a little more Disney savvy to like pick the resort. So they're also smarter to rent their stroller rather than walking into the parks, rope dropping stroller rental, because there's no worse rope drop than stroller. rental. I've done that. Yeah, and I made fun of you. You did. That was that was before I and knew I was like, about Kingdom you Strollers. It's a stroller, Derek. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Back to the lightning round. We uh, yeah. Favorite counter service restaurant. Harbor House. That's a good one. Favorite table service restaurant. So I'm gonna say the Beer Garden, even though it's a buffet. It's on the pricier side, so. Uh, yeah. Good show. I love German food. It's a it's a no brainer for me. Yeah, it's it's good. The show is really good too. Um, favorite Disney snack. This is about as lame an answer as I could I could give, but I really adore the chocolate chip cookies um, that you get, or I steal from my kids' um, kids meal. The the kids meal chocolate chip cookies. They're good. No, cookies. I've stole no, I've stolen I'm, plenty of those from my kids. I, yeah, those are great. I understand. Yep. I, Every dad is agreeing with you right now. Like somebody that has not had one of those, like for some reason they're good. Rarely are they like dry or no, they're hard. Soft no, and they're very moist. And, I, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's you're right. It sounds like the lamest choice, but I get it. Yep. I know you were looking for funnel cake or some kind oh, of turkey leg, but those no, things they're, they're just too much. Like a, your kids don't need that. You're saving my them. Wife is a, my wife is a funnel cake maniac. So, oh, geez. see, that's a whole show in itself. Those. Funnel cake. There's so many different options. We, yeah, we'll have to figure that out someday. All right. Favorite Disney drink? Disney drink? Mm-hmm. God, I'm a water drinker, man. Um, I, could, I mean, if Magic yeah. Kingdom water fountain water is your favorite, <laughs> it's more like bottled water. Um, I don't really have a di- favorite Disney drink, oh. but I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. Mine is the uh, chocolate shake at Min and Bill's Dockside Diner at uh, Hollywood Studios. It's basically a frosty. It's really not that fancy, but I like it. Derek, my favorite alcoholic drink is uh, what I had at uh, Garden Grill. I still can never remember what it's called. I gotta look that back up. That's you couldn't remember it then. No, either. I couldn't either. And it's I also love the uh, the uh, the margarita at uh, the three one mango lime and strawberry mix at uh, right outside. Oh, I can't think of what that margarita bar is called. Quality I pre- podcasting. I, I could not. Yeah, I was not ready to answer questions. 
He turned the tables on. It did. Game. And well, and I also like my Starbucks mocha mocha mixed drink that I get when I rope drop that while waiting for rope drop. Derek has a favorite drink in every land, not every park. It's true. Every I don't have just park. one alcoholic or coffee. It's is it a morning or evening? So. All right. Favorite or uh, Disney bucket list trip. I would have to say if I ever get the chance to go back to Tokyo to go to Tokyo Disneyland and, and Disney Sea. That that's a good choice. I like it. I got so one more. Or, okay. Weirdest thing you have found in a stroller after it's been redropped off. Weirdest thing found in a stroller. Hopefully not a child. Yeah, that'd be No. Um I want... we've had I had a like a prosthetic hand one time <laughs> we found a stroller and we got it back to the guest as quickly as possible that um, wins they were still there they, they, they had already checked out we'd picked up the stroller and uh we contacted him but that was very weird I, it was just how how do you forget that? You don't. <laughs> oh, okay, that wins. Yeah, that wins the podcast. That oh, I oh man. Okay. I was thinking like an iPad or cell phones. How do you forget your cell phone? <laughs> just oh. How do okay. you forget your hand? Oh my gosh. Okay, that hurts. <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad. I'm glad the guy got. We got it back to him. So. I bet. Pro- what? Oh well, there's the lightning that round. Is a, that is a win. So, oh, Matt, why don't you uh, just summarize how people get in contact with you and kind of the rental process real quick? Give them the the lowdown and kind of the where they can find you. Sure. So they can find us uh, online at www.kingdomstrollers.com. They can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you know, it's a real simple process. We offer multiple models of strollers. We also offer cribs and inflatable toddler beds and inflatable bed rails. Um, and everything gets delivered to your resort for you. So it goes to the luggage desk. You pick it up from there. And at the end of the rental, you drop it back off with luggage. And we will pick it up from them. So you're never going to meet anybody and uh, you don't have to worry about a specific time that you have to, uh, you know, be back by or so. You just drop it off when you're done, and, and we pick it up from there. It That's really awesome. is a great process. And, Simple. And in the show notes, I'll put a link to your information and your website. And as well as you, if you go to our website, www.ropedroppers.com, you'll see a couple links for Kingdom Strollers on there that you can click. Yep. Click on those. Shop through the banners. But yeah, they make it super easy. One question I had about the the business side of it, you also do a food delivery too? So we've partnered with a grocery company, Orlando Grocery Express, and we offer our guests that are staying at a Disney resort, they'll get a coupon in their confirmation email, and they can use that coupon on their website to eliminate the delivery fee. So while you're delivering a stroller, might as well deliver groceries then, right? Yeah, we're two separate companies, so they deliver the groceries. Oh, okay, so it's just a coupon then. But still a coupon for groceries, and if you've listened in the past, I 
to have order groceries from multiple different places. So yeah. it definitely makes life easier ordering some of those necessities from a grocery. And so, hey, might as well use the coupon you get from Rent with Kingdom Strollers. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Absolutely. I wasn't, that's why I wanted to ask because I wasn't sure what exactly that meant when I was reading it. So, all right. Derek? All right. Well, thank you, Matt, so much for being on the show. And absolutely, if you rent a stroller from them, do a hashtag, hit them up on Twitter, show it off. I love seeing your Instagram posts of kids in the strollers, and we'll definitely be doing that on our next trip. And so personally, Matt, I just want to thank you because we love renting from you guys. You've definitely made this a lot easier for my family. And uh, we'll be, we're, I say we're stuck, but it is nice to have that option of having the stroller. Hopefully we get out of the double stroller phase into the mm. one stroller. I would like that. Yeah, your kids are getting close. They are. They're, they're close. They're, they're short legs. Tell them to walk. God, they got to get, get a little walking. whip. I like it. Move it. Move it, kids. All right. Well, thank you so much again. That is all the t- time that we have. If you are looking to book an amazing Disney vacation, we highly recommend using the rope drop queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She has pushed a handful of strollers around in the mm-hmm. parks in her day. So she, yes. can, she has, and she can help you rent one as well. So hit her up for a free quote. And then be sure to check us out on all our social medias at Rope Drop Radio. And if you would like to be a special Patreon to the show, you can visit that site in our show notes. But for Matt, Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.